This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, August 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. While we were away for our August break, AgriPulse kicked off a new video series that will bring you closer to some of Washington's key agriculture influencers. Meet the Farmhands focuses on the people behind our Farmhands on the Potomac newsletter column, giving you a look at how some of the movers and shakers of Washington agriculture have gotten to their current positions of influence and what they learned along the way. The series kicked off with AgriPulse own Jim Webster, who spent time on Capitol Hill and at USDA before forming the Webster Agriculture Letter, which included the original iteration of Farmhands on the Potomac. There's also an interview with John Gordley of Gordley & Associates, and stay tuned later this week for a chat with Randy Russell of the Russell Group. Trump said he's the agriculture candidate. Farmers are the backbone of America, Republican nominee Donald Trump said Saturday at a rally in Virginia where he pledged to work hard for the agriculture sector if he's elected president. Trump pledged to eliminate the estate tax, completely scrap the EPA's waters of the U.S. rule, and install someone who is pro-agriculture as the next EPA administrator. Trump said the massive regulations and EPA interventions from the Obama-Clinton administration have devastated America's farmers. He said a Trump administration will be pro-agriculture, 100%. Meanwhile, Vilsack stumps for Clinton. While Trump spoke in Virginia, USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack campaigned for Hillary Clinton in Iowa, certainly a state known for its agriculture production. But it wasn't agriculture that was highlighted in a statement from the event released by Clinton aides. Vilsack, together with Iowa Treasurer Michael Fitzgerald, used an event in Des Moines to call on Trump to make public his tax returns. At a joint release, Vilsack and Fitzgerald said, First, Donald Trump has refused to release his taxes, leaving Iowans in the dark if he pays a lower tax rate than working families struggling to pay their bills. Now, Trump has proposed a new loophole, which would cut his tax rate and the tax rate of other millionaires and billionaires by more than half on a significant portion of their income. In between his travels last week, Secretary Vilsack found time to talk with me about the next farm bill, biotech labeling, trade, and other issues. You can listen to this in-depth interview by following the link here on the newsletter or from the homepage of agripulse.com. Companies can use non-GMO on meat labels. The USDA has barely begun working on the GMO disclosure law, but it's already having an impact. The Food Safety Inspection Service said Friday it will begin accepting the use of the term genetically modified organism and GMO on meat product labels. This change in FSIS labeling rules, one USDA official explained, was prompted by the use of the acronym in the legislation that President Obama signed into law on July 29th. The law clearly states that meat, dairy, and eggs are not eligible for GMO disclosure. But some food makers want to label their products as coming from animals that were never fed genetically modified beef. FSIS allows this, so long as a company can back up the claims with third-party verification. But in the past, labels were only allowed to use terms such as genetically modified or genetically engineered or bioengineered. Examples listed by FSIS wording on new labels include fed a vegetarian diet with no GMO feed ingredients and derived from beef fed no GMO feed. Catfish farmers continue to fight for insurance program. 
the USDA's Federal Crop Insurance Corporation, has concluded that a catfish margin insurance program is not feasible. Subscribers can get the full AgriPulse story that broke in the news Friday, but farmers will not be giving up. Catfish Farmers of America spokesman Chad Causey said, We will continue working towards the development of an insurance product that allows farmers to protect themselves against uncontrollable and severe market volatility on price and inputs, as well as natural disasters. Congress, in the 2014 Farm Bill, ordered USDA to look into the feasibility of an insurance program for catfish producers, and the FCIC hired the research group Agrilytica Consulting. That study is now online, and USDA is asking the public to write in and provide feedback. RCAF USA wants Trump and Clinton campaign speakers at their convention. The rancher group is preparing for its 17th annual convention in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and the group has announced it wants representatives from both the Trump and the Clinton campaigns to speak to its members. RCAF said it sent invitations to Charles Herbster, chairman of the Trump Agriculture and Rural Advisory Committee, as well as Amanda Rienteria, Clinton's national political director. So far, only the Trump campaign has pledged to send someone to the conference. RCAF said that Herbster promised to send former Ohio Congressman Bob McEwen. RCAF CEO Bill Bullard said, Competition is fast disappearing from our cattle markets, and we need the next administration to take decisive action to correct this. That's why we provided the candidates with summaries of our key issues that range from reinstating country of origin labeling to ending antitrust and anti-competitive practices to reforming the beef checkoff program to establishing a trade policy that doesn't invite imports from disease-affected countries and restores the national sovereignty of our country that we've surrendered to the World Trade Organization. ICYMI NCGA tells Senate panel that corn growers need atrazine. Losing the ability to use the herbicide atrazine would be a major loss for farmers in the farm economy. Jim Zimmerman, a member of the National Corn Growers Association Board of Directors, told a Senate panel last week. At a field hearing headed by the Senate Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee, Zimmerman said atrazine is the most widely used herbicide in conservation tillage systems. Without atrazine, farmers would have to use higher quantities of other herbicides that are less effective while increasing tillage and threatening soil health and nutrients. Committee Chairman Ron Johnson, a Republican of Wisconsin, and Senator Joni Ernst, a Republican of Iowa, held the hearing in Dubuque, Iowa, and focused on how federal agriculture regulations impact farmers. At the hearing, Ernst said, Overreaching rules and regulations are burdening our employers and our businesses, and we're not growing our economy like we could be and should be because of that. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, August 22nd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.